You're listening to Not Your Mother's Therapy, the podcast where Freud meets the 21st century. Neuroscience, psychology, and spirituality collide to help you expand your mind and your potential. Here are your hosts, modern day mystic and founder of the School of Spiritual Arts, Veronica Drake, and the co-founders of Soul Happy, psychotherapists Tara Hewitt and Tracy Zaboral. Good morning, everybody. Today, welcome to podcast number seven. This is kind of the second part of our neuroplasticity, kind of little two series of podcasts. Uh, So today is the practical application of neuroplasticity. So thanks for joining us. I am one of your co-hosts, Tracy Zaboral. And with me is my fellow co-host and business partner, uh, Kara Hewitt, who is also a psychotherapist along with myself. Hello, everybody. So great to be with you. And we're talking about this this subject that is so near and dear to our hearts. And we, we just have, we're so excited about it. We just want to share it with everybody. And I think that's what today is about. And we're going to actually give you some tools um, that you can use in your daily life to to get this concept of neuroplasticity and on board with your understanding. It's, it's bringing awareness to, to something that that is what we refer to as it's the whole, we, we believe it to be the Holy grail of the human experience. Isn't that right, Tracy? Oh, we love that phrase. Yeah. 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 And if you didn't have a chance to um, listen to our podcast from last week, that one goes into kind of the theory. What does neuroplasticity mean? And we go into it with a little bit of, you know, we go in depth a bit with it, but um, so go back and check that one out. But just to kind of give you a little brief summary, neuroplasticity sounds like a big term. It's a big, heavy phrase, but really it sums up a very simple process. And to, and to give it to you in a nutshell, it sums up the fact that neurons in our, in our minds, in our brains, can always forge new pathways and new connections. Our brains are constantly capable of um, basically what we call rewiring themselves. And as Kara said, that makes it the, the holy grail of the human experience because meaning now that we know we can do that, it gives us all hope, every one of us hope for actual sustainable change because if we can rewire our brains, we can change in a way that is scientifically proven. And, and we've sort of known this for, for you know, many, many years and ancient traditions have known this sort of thing through, and uh, you know, chanting and mantra. And I mean, there's all, there's been other ways of understanding what your thoughts form your reality, so to speak. But the difference is now science has met up with that understanding and, and it's a like game. They thing. knew it, but they couldn't prove it scientifically. Yeah. And so believed it because they they witnessed it in action. So the awareness of that is is huge and it's huge for the field of psychotherapy. And um, we've used something known as cognitive behavioral therapy for many, many years, and it's effective and it's it's known to be used, um, you know, with with different habitual 
things that the behavior, habitual behavior or addictions, it's known to be used in that manner. And I guess just the difference is now we have this scientific background that says, oh my gosh, the power of positive thinking has now met up with scientific proof. And that that's kind of the the realization and, and the awareness that Tracy and I want to bring to this concept today. And, and, as, and as psychotherapists um, who have been in the field for a long time, it is really exciting for us because it is um, it's like a sea change. It's a it's a completely new way of being able to um, help our help our clients in a way that is now scientifically based. And that's, that is, it's, I mean, Karen, I feel like, you know, we're, we're, we're into a whole new, this, this opens up a whole new frontier for us. And it's, it's a game changer and we're really excited. And we're excited to share it with you because it's, um, it's over the past decade that neuroscientists have, have come to understand this. And they have, um, there's been a lot written about it. There's been a lot lectured about it. And, you know, it can, it can seem a little daunting and a little bit hard to understand. And it's just simply not. The way that we can utilize it, we're, we're bringing it down to such simplistic terms um, in how we're bridging it with psychology. And as we want, it, we want to share it with you because in simplistic terms, you everybody can use this and and so it's not some big um elusive kind of theory that's out there that you have to you know maybe spend thousands of dollars you know to go to, i don't know what go to go to a neuroscientist and have your brain rewired no mm-hmm. you do this you do this on your own in your home and and actually Kara and i for those of you who don't know have come up with a technique uh, that that uses this theory as a huge part of the basis of the technique, and it is um, something that we guide you through again in the privacy of your own home. It doesn't require going out to a therapist. It doesn't require months and months of therapy. It just it's literally uh, four sessions that you do in your own home, and, we, and we're using these new techniques that brain science has now been able to support. So. Really, really cool. And, and at the end of this podcast, we'll give you some, some um, references if you want to read more about it, because, um, you know, this is, there's some really groundbreaking work being, being done right now. And we're going to give you some names of some books and some um, scientists names that, that are, that are on the, on the leading um, edge of this work. And it's, it's worth giving them a shout out because they've really been the thought leaders to bring this to, um, to our world or to our um, society right now and, and, and how we, how we have grasped this. And um, so now we're just going to maybe start with um, the understanding of how these tools can be utilized um, in everyone's daily lives. And these are so simple. So neuroplasticity seems like Tracy said earlier is a big word, but uh, we've got four ways, four tools to give you today that where you can actually utilize um, um, these steps so that you can understand and how, how to bring this into your own 
how to personal daily your... life. Yeah, yeah. Rewire yourself. Yeah. So there, yeah. so there are four steps, and what we'll do is, Carrie, you can kind of maybe um, kind of list the steps so people know kind of what to expect and where we're going with it. But then we'll we'll kind of go through each step with you. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll do that. So we're going to, so the first one is, of course, slowing down the brain wave frequencies. So you've got cycles in the brain. So you've got an understanding that um, what, they, what they call those are hertz. They're actually, it's a frequency, it's a vibration that's measurable. When you are able to slow down those frequencies, you know, this is, this is the term where people go, where the yogis go, where we're med- deep states of meditation. Um, this allows for the quieting of the mind. It allows for focus and concentration, which is required, um, in this neuroplasticity concept, because when you're able to do that, this is where this chemical, um, reaction in the brain starts to take place and that's measurable. Um, so it's, so that's not a, not an airy fairy thing. Meditation sometimes has been thrown into that category. And in this case, it's really about science. So slowing down the brainwave frequency. Um, and, and how many times, I know Tracy and I've heard this through the years with our clients. Okay, that's all well and good, but I can't meditate. How many times have we heard that, Tracy? I know. And um, I even had a client who referred to it as monkey brain. And when I brought that phrase up, Kara said, oh, that's like a Buddhist Eastern kind of a phrase, monkey brain is just that chattering, that brain that just chatters. And we all know how that is, especially, I mean, more and more in, in society as, as more and more information gets thrown at us so easily, that chattering mind is almost like a way of, it's almost become like a new way of life with us because we because we we have access to so much always stimulating us whether it's you know through social media through through the news media through you know it used to be like three channels back in the day and the news was on at 6 p.m. and 11 you know now we just everything is just being more more all the time bigger faster better whatever so so yeah we're just going to and and I read a long time ago and I've never forgot this that if you can visualize concept of meditation as as the top of the mountain. So that's where you want to go. Well, there are so many ways to get up that mountain. You can bike up that mountain. You can hike up that mountain. You can run up that mountain. Um, you can take a chairlift up that mountain. There's so many different ways to get there. And not one of them is right or wrong. And, and people judge themselves and then they say, which becomes their reality, I can't meditate. Well, the reality is everyone can meditate. Right. And some of you out there listening are, do meditate and that's great. And for some of you who are out there listening that say, I, I'm one of those people who just can't, like Kara said, everybody can. So we're going to give you some um, real specific tools that can help you get started. And, right. and so, so everybody can. One of them um, is, is what I actually utilize for meditation. And I find it very effective is a, uh, is a, um, there's a, there's a institute called the Monroe Institute that has put out a series of meditation, um, uh, CDs, or, or you can actually download them MP, MP3 players. Um, and it's known as the, is known as Hemisync and Hemisync is a binaural, um, um, 
right and left hemispheres of the brain. It, it stimulates both so that you can go into these deep states of meditation or deep states of brainwave or slower brainwave frequencies um, easier. And so I use that. I love it. It's, it's um, anybody can have access to that. Yeah, um, you're turning me on to that and I, I like it as well. There is something about, about this binaural stimulation that makes it easy for you to, to just get there, to get yourself in that. Right. Yeah, slower. So I'm, so I'm a big, I'm a big supporter of HemiSync uh, myself. And so I would recommend that, but there's other ways too. And Tracy, you can, way, um, when I first started out meditating, somebody gave me this, this idea, this visual that if you sit in front of a candle and you stare at the flame and, and just focus on the flame for a couple minutes, and then you blow the candle out and you close your eyes in your mind's eye. You know, people refer to the, if you've ever wondered what that means when people refer to the third eye, it's really just in your mind's eye right here, what you visualize. When you close your mind, you, you automatically visualize the flame. And if you can then focus on that, it gives you a, a reference, a point of focus. And um, as you start, maybe your mind starts wandering, you go just back to that flame. And, and actually, you can keep the flame going and you can open your eyes and focus on it again for another minute, then close your eyes, you know, however it works. But I do know as someone whose mind used to wander just so, I didn't really have what you call the chattering mind, but I had the wandering mind. That would just, I'd be, you know, getting focused and relaxed. And before I know it, I'm like, so what was I thinking of making for dinner tonight? Or what am I, what's going on in the morning with that meeting or what, you know, my mind would just wander. So, so then you bring it back into the focus of the flame. Um, another, so, so you could try that. Another um, little exercise is to count backwards from 10. Mm-hmm. And we do this, um, we have a kind of like a little meditative piece as part of our technique. And we do this, um, it's kind of called an induction, but it just basically means trying to get to that slower brainwave state that Kara was referring to. And it, it's, what it is, is it's a matter of just bringing your whole self down into a relaxed kind of heavier feeling. And how you do that is you count backwards from 10. And with each with, you know, with each number, you picture yourself just getting heavier and heavier and heavier in your chair. And one of the ways to do this, the mind just seems to grasp this easier, is if with each, with each number you open your mind, you open your eyes and you look up and then as you, and then you close your eyes and you imagine sinking down. And so, so it would be like 10, open your eyes, look up, close your eyes, nine and something about the upward motion signals to the body it, 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 it you know what it just works so anyway that's another little exercise you could do so you count backwards from 10 or from five mm-hmm. and each time open look up close open look up close with this sinking feeling down into your chair and look this takes a little bit of practice um, so these are just little tools that help, but at first they seem a little awkward and weird and it just takes a little practice. So just kind of play with it. Karen, yeah, so any other- well, I was just going to say, there's a lot of YouTube um, videos yes. 
and that you can listen to. Um, that are guided. That are guided. guided. So that's always useful. Remember, so meditation, of course, is wonderful for stress, anxiety, these things. But in this particular example, what we are what we are referring to is is de, is the slowing of these brainwave states for the purposes of using neuroplasticity and and this is that that thought formation um so so we're just going to move into the second um tool which that- by the way we're just to just to restate mm-hmm. what we said last week we're putting you then into the alpha brainwave state which right. is where this becomes um gosh I, I, this just becomes much more effective in the brainwave in the in the alpha brainwave state because so remember you're you're talking about accessing the subconscious mind or in the um, on the edge of it anyway and when you are in this state you are able to focus and concentrate at, at, and that's you know that's something that's needed for these other steps because you've bi- also because you bypassed your your analytical thinking right social kind of mind right and, and you've gotten into the the mind that allows for um these new ideas which is what you're trying to rewire you're rewiring a new usually you know let's just say like from a negative framework to a positive framework you're rewiring your brain from negativity to positivity and if your conscious mind is on board it'll be like no that's not true you know whatever it is you're trying to rewire it's just gonna it's gonna get in the way so anyway alpha brainwave state okay right the next step oh another i just want to throw this out there those of you that the the, i was told this many years ago when i was studying at the chopra center went by a by a wonderful uh, meditation teacher named david g was when you are able when you are have a thought that comes into your awareness when you're in meditation just imagine that thought being a cloud. You know, don't judge it. You don't judge a cloud when it's in the sky, and neither should you your thought if it's not useful for you. So just imagine that cloud just floating on by. It's there. It's just a part of your awareness, but that doesn't mean you own it. Just allow it to keep going by. And that's really helped me through the years. Um, With those wandering thoughts or the yeah. chattering mind. Yeah. So the second um, tool that we're going to give you today is known as creative visualization. So when you visualize something, your subconscious mind doesn't know if it's real or if it's imagined, right? So let's give an example what maybe um, of, of, of a creative visualization that we could come up with, Tracy, for this tool here. Yeah, so let's see. What would maybe be something that someone would want? I Like something that just comes to mind that seems pretty universal to me would be like in, being able to increase your confidence. Mm. That'd be a good one. one to go with. I mean, we all have insecurity. And everybody wants to be able to just feel better about themselves as they go out into the world every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one example might be, um, let's just say, uh, you're on your way to work and you are creatively manifesting, um, something that's, that will increase your confidence and your, your ability for that day. So, um, might be an example of a, of a sales meeting, let's say a sales meeting that you are doing extremely well in, everyone's receptive to you, 
Um, you can tell that everyone is um, on board with your presentation, something like to that effect. Right, we're, and where you're feeling okay standing up and presenting whatever right. it is that you're having to present, or or a couple. Let's just throw out a couple other examples so that regardless of what your day right. looks like, you can relate. You know, another one might be, you know, let's say as a parent, you are having to address something with your teenage with your teenager, and you know it's going to be difficult because they have a lot of pushback right now. Mm -hmm. and you, just pre you just imagine yourself keeping your cool. Being able to be, uh, you know, get whatever the message across is that you need to get across, keeping your cool while doing it, and ultimately w walking away from the exchange with your teenager feeling, feeling good about it. Right. Like that could be an example. Mm -hmm. or, or that same kind of conversation that you need to have with somebody and feeling good about, maybe it's a, you know, a tough conversation that you need to have with your boss or with an employee or with a coworker, mm -hmm. um, or with a spouse, a mm -hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend, just a significant other, a, a conversation where you come away from it feeling like you just, you were, you felt good about the way you handled yourself and you felt good about the outcome. So, so it's that confidence. It's yeah. you were invoking that confidence. And that leads us to this, to the third tool we're going to do or give you. So, because emotions are felt within the body. It's important. Before, one thing, let's just let, let these guys know that what they want to do is really actually come up with the scenario that we just said. Absolutely. As yes, if it is real, like it is happening real time. So, and, so just like pick one and let's just use yeah. Sarah's first example of the meeting. Imagine then that you are there in the meeting and look around the room, picture who's there, picture details, picture yeah. who's there, what you're addressing. You can even like, I don't know, picture what you're wearing. I mean, whatever it is that just really puts you in the meet or, you know, what's there in the room. Where are you? What's mm -hmm. put yourself in the situation and really grasp it. And you can come up with two or three of these examples. Grasp. And so, so while we're talking about this subject, you know, we, we've often said, and um, the book we've written and it's articles, um, that the language of the subconscious is the senses. So if we're going to creatively visualize this scenario, um, you'll want to invoke that emotion, which is the third tool. We want to make sure that meeting, that, that let's just go back to that sales meeting. So that sales meeting needs to happen real time. You need to, with your senses, as if it is happening, remember it, it can be, it could be real or imagined. The subconscious doesn't know. So, so actively put yourself in that meeting. What are the That's smells? What are the visuals? What are, what is going on? Utilizing all of your senses. Imagine what that meeting would feel like, what it would look like, what kind of things are you hearing around you is, you know, even, even like little nuances like the air conditioning kicking on all, all that. Put the yourself in that scenario. What's that? The smell of coffee. Smell of coffee. All of it. Utilize the senses to invoke that scenario. And that's so the key to this. The mind doesn't know that like the English language, it's not like you're going to say, in language, I, I am in the boardroom, I am looking around and I am seeing five people and I am seeing a, a whiteboard. 
no, it's just a matter of feeling it. So visualizing it. So, so I, I'm just stating the obvious, I guess, because once we understand that the language of the mind is the senses and the feelings, we know we got to get there. We, right. we, don't, we, don't, we don't write it down like a little list of things and like bullet points. No, you just got to be in it. You just got to experience it. And when you experience it, what's, what's so, it kind of cracks me up. The subconscious mind doesn't know if it's real or imagined. One of one of the um, and I'll just give you a quick example of how this. I know we said before in the last podcast we mentioned the basketball players and the three point shots and that sort of thing. That's real. That's a great example. Another one is um, I, we heard about a a man who was um, several years ago. I don't recall exactly where this this came from, but it was a man that was able to, was a prisoner of war. So he was in a prison cell somewhere overseas and every day he loved the game of golf. So every day he would stand up in his cell and he would play these 18 holes of golf golf on the course that he knew very well up to the point where he would repair the divots and he would understand his shot, how many yards he had to um, tee off the, the green, everything. And he did this for years every day because there was nothing else for him to do. Well, apparently when he, when he was finally out of his cell and he got home, he went right straight to that course and shot a perfect score. Now that 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 is neuroplasticity, and it's and it's a perfect example of neuroplasticity and how that worked in his brain. So I'm so glad you thought of that example because that yeah. sums it up. All those all of those years, all those days, day in and day out, doing that in his mind, his brain didn't know that he wasn't actually on the course. Now, right. granted, if he didn't put his mind in the in the place, it might not have been as effective, but he obviously kind of understood this intuitively understood this, this theory. And because he put himself in the course, like Kara said, even fixing the divots and, you know, recognizing what was around him and feeling it, maybe even smelling the honeysuckle, you know, as he was walking mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. his subconscious mind didn't know that he was, it thought he was practicing every day. Right. Which he technically was. This is why coaches now use this. And they have been using it. It's just that we are now recognizing how they're using, we're using it in other fields of study. And, and of course, as we've stated before, the science is backing it up. Um, so that's actually the fourth point, And that's that repetition. So like Tracy said, you know, that golfer was repeating that golf game full 18 holes over and over and over again. It's like the piano player over and over and over again to become a concert pianist or, or the three point shot, shot over and over again. So we have, we have instances where this has absolutely been applied um, in people's lives. We've just now understood, okay, well, that's actually the brain is forming uh, connections with this concept you you have that that guy in in essence rewired his mind to now be a better golfer right. I mean, you know we get better at everything we do through practice right. and some of that is because the conscious mind 
uh, needs needs to get on board. And, it, and you know, they, they say it takes 30 days to form a new habit. Well, practice in general, in whatever it is. You know, you practice for a, for a speech you got to give. You get better as you practice. The point here is that you can, science now lets us know that if you've actually rewired, you have formed new neuronal pathways that now allow you to have a better golf swing. Mm-hmm. That's the, the subconscious mind just goes into what it knows. It's right. been wired now. And I love to say it's now been hardwired. It's right. now been hardwired into your DNA to be a better golfer. Right. I mean, doesn't right. it give us all hope? It I, does. Don't care, I don't care what it is you want to be. I don't care. I, yeah, whatever you want to beat out there and whatever you want to change in your life, it yeah, gives it us might not be golf. It might be that you b- want to be a better parent. Mm-hmm. You right. want to be a better salesperson. Right. You want to just reach your own highest potential or even something just as maybe vague as our example that you just want to have a better self-esteem. You want to feel, you want to just you know, get rid of some of your insecurities and feel better about yourself. That's a little more vague, but it's totally tangible. It's totally. completely, we can do this folks. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, so a lot of you out there are saying, well, this is just a law of attraction. Well, you know what it is, it is, it is, it is finally the law. So the law of attraction and, and you know, some of you are familiar with the, with the movie and the book, the secret it's now. So the law of attraction the power of positive thinking, all these different ways of phrasing this, has met and gotten a nod from the scientific community. And that is the big takeaway from today. So when you, so, you know, just to kind of put it all into perspective, um, as we have said in some of our earlier podcasts, everything is energy and everything has its own energetic frequency. And thoughts get um, get registered in our mind in the form of electrical energy, and and all of this all of this dovetails with the energy outside of our physical bodies as well. So as we as we are rewiring our brains, literally we're rewiring it in an energetic frequency to now accept and embrace this new behavior. So we'll, you know, like say, for instance, this new better golf swing to accept and embrace it. Then this is where it just, I mean, the sky is the limit. Then that energetic frequency um, is kind of what you're putting out there into now outside of yourself. Cause we just talked about a process that happens inward now outside of yourself, as you put that new energy out of a, a new better golf swing, then on an energetic frequency outside of you, you then align with that frequency and bring that to you. So now new opportunities around a better golf swing or around, you know, I like ours around just feeling better about yourself and being more Mm -hmm. confident. You're bringing new opportunities that allow for this new behavior to be played out. So through neuroplasticity, which is an inner rewiring, hardwiring of the brain, you then bring out this, Kara just said the law, this is the law of attraction. Right. And, and the really, um, and we'll talk about this. I, 
um, in another podcast, so stay tuned. But we're going to talk about, well, some of you might say, well, you know, but my, my subconscious mind is full of all of these traumatic or negative experiences. Well, we're going to talk about that. That's another separate podcast because there are actual, what we would, what Tracy and I would have referred to as clearing exercises to move you beyond those so that, that, that those neurons can actually begin um, wiring together um, without all of that, what we would term the cluster of negativity. So we, we're going to talk about that in another podcast. But and, and it's really now, programming. It's it is, absolutely. Programming. Yeah. Um, and, and understanding that, um, you know, there's, this is, this has, this has many layers and we're going to just, we're just going to start unpeeling one after the other and talking about them in these podcasts so that you can, you can go out and make yourself a, have a better life for yourself, basically. Right. You know, you know this, what it's all and, about. Right. And, and this idea, we no longer have to feel as anything weird or woo-woo. This is science. So it just right. is what it is. Science yes. is pragmatic and it's factual mm -hmm. and it's sequential in its understanding, cause and effect, all of that. But, you know, programming used to have a little bit of a negative connotation because when you think of programming, you kind of think of like those cult experiences where you have like a leader and a guru who brainwashes <laughs> you into his, you know, just so you're like programmed and that had a negative connotation. Now with these new scientific findings, you know, we're, we're using programming as like, like the holy grail of psychotherapy now because, you know, we're, we're reprogramming out the negativity that's mm -hmm. been programmed in there since, since childhood. And we're taking that out and then re or we're, yeah, we're, well, we're clearing out those programs and then reprogramming in new positivity. So programming has suddenly become like our, our go-to word that we love to think that we can reprogram the mind. Because if you think about being able to reprogram your mind to be a better, again, a better whatever, that feels that feels real, doesn't it? That feels tangible. That feels like that would be sustainable as opposed to just, okay, I'm going to try to think, I'm going to try to think more positively. I'm going to try to think I can be a better golfer or I can, you know, increase my confidence. I'm going to think that way. But what if you think of it as being programmed and hardwired? You've got a new outlook. That's, that's hope for all of us. And it's the real deal. This is actually, we, we're doing it. So, so that, that's basically, yeah, that, that's basically our mission and we're going to keep doing it and keep bringing it to you every week. So stay tuned. And let's mention, Carrie, you've got, yeah. but my but one guy I want to mention is John yeah. Keel. I yes. love him. Yes. His book, Quantum, God, what, Warrior. Quantum Warrior of the Mind. Quantum, um, Quantum Warrior. And then there's... John yeah, then, yeah, John Kehoe. Um, the latest book I'm reading, which I, I absolutely love, is by Dawson Church. It's called Mind to Matter. Um, I can't recommend that one enough. It's just, it's the latest um, and greatest in this field. Um, of course, there's our favorite, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's got some wonderful, that's some wonderful, wonderful stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, so those are three that if you want to, you know, kind of look into some of this for yourself, there's a lot of great, I mean, it's, it's um, kind of cutting edge and it's kind of new and yet you'll find that there's actually now a, a lot that's been written about it. And so go check it out and we can't wait to, to see you back here next week. Have a great week, everybody.
Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'd like to thank you for taking time in your busy day to stop in and give us a listen. If you want to learn more about all of the stuff we talk about and then some, you can visit me, Veronica Drake, at veronicadrake.com and the ladies, Kara Hewitt and Tracy Zaboral at soulhappy.com. Until next time, take care.